Welcome to the More Than Anxiety Podcast. I'm Megan DeVito, and I'm the life coach for stressed out and anxious women who want more out of life. I'm here to help you create a life you love to live where anxiety isn't holding you back. Get ready for a lighthearted approach to managing anxiety through actionable steps, a lot of truth talk, and inspiration to take action so you walk away feeling confident, calm, and ready to live. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 45 of the More Than Anxiety podcast. My name's Megan, and I am recording this episode at the beginning of July of 2023. This episode's been on my mind for a while, and I'm honestly a little bit nervous about recording it. It has a lot of emotion attached to it for me, and I have a feeling it's going to rub some people the wrong way, (laughs) but I'm going to do it anyway, because I think what I'm going to talk about really needs to be said and heard. Before I get too far into things, I'd like to start by saying that I am recording this from my perspective growing up in a Christian church. However, I also know the Quran and the Torah also speak to being afraid. So I think, or maybe rather I hope, that this will resonate with you no matter which or even if you grew up with any kind of religion or faith. Also, this episode is not to trash or push any religious narrative, but really just to share what it's like to have anxiety and to hear that you're not supposed to be afraid. So let's just dive in. What I know is that the words, do not be afraid, are written 365 times in the Bible. Somebody told me that once and then I Googled it. So you have this daily reminder that you should not be afraid, which sounds super great when you're anxious every single day and also really, really impossible. It's pretty cut and dried. It's just do not be afraid, except it's totally not. For people who read or hear those words straight from the Bible or the Quran or the Torah or anywhere else, who are believers or even who want to be believers, but who also struggle with an anxiety disorder, it can make your belief and your life a lot more hard or difficult. I was in that place. So if you're there now, you're going to want to keep listening I'm going to do my best to help you hold on to your faith and get maybe one step closer to being able to actually not be afraid. And what I've grown to understand more and more is that nothing is cut and dried, at least from my current perspective, but this wasn't always the case. Because if you would have asked me in the not so distant past, even after getting into the beginnings of recovering from health anxiety, I would have told you that there was absolutely no connection at all between spirituality and anxiety relief. Like as a Jesus fan and someone who lived through years of anxiety, the words do not be afraid did absolutely nothing to help me when I was panicking and overwhelmed every single day. In fact, it actually made it a lot worse. So I have very vivid memories of laying in bed and praying like day after day, like begging God to take away the feeling of anxiety and the thoughts that just played on repeat in my brain. I was laying there crying and exhausted, and the harder I prayed and the more I tried to believe that God would magically make it all stop, the worse the anxiety became. And instead of helping me feel less anxious, it got worse and worse and worse until I would hit that magic point where you have a couple of days in a row where you feel pretty decent. And if you're like this, it was all it was all great and it would start up again. And you were back to doing everything you could to make it stop. In that period of my life, after being the kid that went to church and to campus life and who did a couple of Bible studies here and there, I felt really guilty. And I thought I was doing something wrong or maybe that I must have been a terrible Christian or yeah, maybe I was just totally screwed because God just 
at least to me, he wanted me to be anxious. The more I prayed, the worse it got. I would end up frantic and scared, not only about whatever was already anxious in my brain, but then I was also anxious that even God wasn't going to help me out of this and that I was just going straight to hell. Like, that was it. If this is what hell is like, and I, it actually may very well be, I've been there and I don't really want to go back. And this actually opens up another giant can of worms that I'll either address later, or I might just have to do another episode on religious trauma because that's a whole nother like path of thoughts that I have. But anyways, I can remember laying there in the middle of an entire meltdown. And you know that feeling, praying, like I wasn't going to survive the night. And my grandma was a preacher's kid. And one of the most faithful and loving people that you would have ever known. And she was incredible. And since she raised my mom to be the same way, like seriously, guys, I lucked out in the family department, but they didn't really understand anxiety at all. And that's not to say they didn't have it because I think they both did or my mom, yes, but definitely not to the level that I did. And it was before anybody talked about what it was like. We didn't go to therapy back then and we didn't have a like smorgasbord of medications or techniques that we have at our fingertips right now. I did have people who loved me very much. So that was, I mean, that was a good thing going for me and they were very faithful and they were faithful to the end. And they told me, give it to God and pray it away and things like that. These words were like on repeat in my head or in my ear in the most caring ways from the people who loved me the absolute most. So I did it. And every time I did, I just felt a little bit more hopeless and a little more inadequate than I did the day before. And I moved from anxious and to this place of hopelessness to not good enough. And it was on repeat. But what I didn't know was that I was doing exactly the wrong thing all of the time. And I had no clue. I also didn't have any other coping skills at this point in my life. So between prayers, I pretended to feel okay. I still felt mostly keyed up, but I'd get that little break that I mentioned. So when I'd get up the next morning, I was pretty high functioning most of the time. And I could put on a smile and go out and kind of keep how I was feeling pretty well hidden most of the time. So I'd go out and I would do my best to have fun. But inside, I was barely holding myself together unless I had had a couple of drinks and I was like out with my friends or with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And then, like, I would just crumble later when I was alone. Um, I'm speaking mostly to the years when I was in college right now, because that's the part that keeps coming to my mind when I have this very vivid memory of laying in bed and praying and begging. Um, But we'd go out on Thursday nights or over the weekend, because, you know, the weekends start on Thursday nights in college. Um, And I could have fun, and I could forget about it until I was back at my apartment or even in class where I'd have, like, a lot to keep my brain busy. Because, you know, if you're not thinking about it, anxiety's not there. That's how we know it's a thinking thing. So if I was bored, then I would spiral. And breathing didn't really help me because I didn't know how to do that. And I definitely wasn't exercising, except for maybe walking across campus. And I was living off minute rice and fat-free yogurt and Diet Coke at that point and praying my head off, like all the bad things that (laughs) just make everything so much worse. And I'm recording this with the benefit of hindsight, and I can see why I was such a mess now and why nothing helped. I was doing my very, very best where I was, just like you are. And so if you are spiraling in this, like, I just keep praying, and I know I'm supposed to pray, and it's not helping, I got you. Like, I really have got you. So 
how, how can spirituality or praying actually help with anxiety, whether you follow the teachings of the Quran or the Bible or the Torah or you're Hindu or Buddhist, or you're a spiritual mutt where you put them all together. And I actually think that maybe that is where I fall most of the time. Please keep in mind that I am writing this from a Christian perspective with nothing but love for my other believing and non-believing friends, honest to God. So I have been a professional wrestler with God since childhood, and this absolutely continues today. And you already know that I was raised in a church, a Methodist mostly, I think, but probably fall more into this like spiritual mutt category I just mentioned. I know the teachings of the Bible, and I was battling my way through the worst that my mental health had to offer. And I thought I was just supposed to simply stop being afraid. But that isn't really that easy or possible when your brain and your body are giving you every signal that something is wrong. And if it were, none of us would have anxiety, right? We'd just be like, oh, here you go. And we'd hand it over. We'd just decide we weren't anxious anymore. Hold on to that idea for a minute because I'm going to come back to it. So praying is excellent. Yes, meditating is amazing. Praying for your anxiety to go away and begging God or Allah or Moses or spirit or universe or whatever you want to call it begging for your body to stop feeling anxious and tense and frozen and sick and for your brain to stop thinking more terrifying thoughts, but then adding a level of shame and guilt about doing it wrong and about why isn't God listening to me or whatever your brain wants to throw out there. It keeps you right in the same cycle and it shows you every mistake and every fear. So you beg and you fight and it's entirely counterproductive. And I didn't know it then, but I was actually using prayer and how I felt and taking the things I wanted to help and the things I stopped and using them to keep my nervous system completely locked in anxiety mode. I mean, completely locked. So here I am at 47 years old, recording this podcast episode for you, looking back over 30 years of anxiety. Because I've told you in the past, it started about in third grade for me, and I had it until I was probably right around 40. So I'm 47 now, and I'm an entirely different place. My mind is healthy, and my body's mostly calm, except for you know hormones and things like that. But some really powerful reflections that I've learned that I really want to share with you on how spirituality, any spirituality, can help you calm your anxious mind and your body. And when I say spirituality, I mean anything from traditional religions to nature or yoga or believing in a higher vibing power, all of it, whatever. Whatever your belief is, the fundamentals of feeling less anxious and more certain are the same, and they come down to what is the simplest and most difficult thing you can ever do. Believe. That's it. Just let me explain here for a minute. I mentioned that I begged and I pleaded with God to make my anxiety go away, and I really, really did. I prayed with like everything I had inside of me and was still ridiculously anxious for years. And here's why it did not help. This is why what you're doing is not working. Praying and meditating are not meant for begging. Let me say that again. Prayer and meditation are not meant for begging. When your brain and your body are anxious, the more attention you focus on the speed of your heart or the heaviness in your body or the lump in your throat or the headache or the acid reflux, whatever your body feels like, the more your brain will interpret those feelings as danger and the more you will notice them. 
when you are praying about those symptoms to go away, you are actually still noticing that they're there. The purpose of prayer and meditation is to take your mind off of your body and to bring it back into what's going on now. I'm breathing. I'm trusting and believing. I'm breathing in with attention to how the breath feels. Focusing on the sound of the air conditioner, or the refrigerator humming, or your dog snoring, or repeating a mantra directs your brain to anything but what you're anxious about. And as you calm your breath and your body, your thoughts start to slow down and focus on what you're experiencing in that moment. And that opens up this piece of God or Allah or the universe or the presence of spirit, whatever it is for you. Sit in that. That is being still and trusting that what you want is coming and that is happening right then. Because in that moment, you're calm. You're not anxious. You're not freaking out because you're not thinking about it. So the second thing I want you to know is that if you are actually giving it to God, that doesn't mean you won't feel it anymore. It doesn't magically poof away, okay? Your body is a perfect imprint of your past, your present, and your future, all wrapped up into one big ball of humanness. And when you're anxious, your body will respond in the same manner it did the first time that you had an anxious thought or an event because it learned exactly how to respond in a situation that it thought was going to kill you. Your brain was designed to be negative and to constantly keep watch for whatever could kill you. And even if the thought is totally garbage, it's still going to go there. It's going to remember So when you're giving this feeling to God, it means that you're learning to recognize exactly what those feelings feel like inside your body, to notice what your brain is thinking and what you're feeling, and to trust that you are safe. It's knowing yourself and trusting yourself that you can believe peace is there waiting for you. Not that everything feels like sunshine and rainbows and daisies all the time. So for me, the most powerful moment in my recovery came when I realized that I was wishing and praying for exactly what I did not want. I was really allowing my brain to believe every single random thought that scurried through my head because my body was holding on to symptoms that were completely normal. So when you're anxious, it's totally normal for your heart to go fast and for your arms and your legs to feel weak or tingly or for your throat to feel tight and all these other anxious ways that you feel. There's not a right way or a wrong way. And I was taking those symptoms themselves as dangerous and maybe a sign or like a premonition or something like that. And then everything flew off the handle. So one of the first things that you and I would work on if we were coaching together is identifying how your body feels when you're anxious. You have to get really familiar with those feelings and stop trying to get God to take them away from you or push them away. And then you slowly learn to call them out as normal and safe. You just get to know yourself. And this is giving it to God. You don't need to worry about it anymore because he or she is going to take care of it as you learn to let it go. And once you recognize the feelings as normal for you, you can release that need to focus on what they feel like and move into all of the things that you've been avoiding or that you've been terrified of. So you start to let go of your stories and you start to trust yourself or your God or your intuition. And this is really where the fun part kicks in because coaching changes your whole life in the best 
and most fun ways. Seriously. Okay. The next thing I want you to know is, yes, please pray. And don't just stop there. Praying is fantastic. Meditating is fantastic. Whatever it is, however you do that, walking in nature, it's all good. Don't just do that, though, because praying and meditating are wonderful, really fantastic ways to bring you back into the present moment. And remember, in the present, like right now, while you're listening to this podcast, you're safe. However, there are a lot of other resources and skills and facts about how your body and brain are working that get to move you forward, too. Like, for example, did you know that serotonin is actually absorbed and produced in your gut, not in your brain? I mean, your brain's good. It does the thinking part. But the serotonin part, if you have a clogged up gut, it doesn't work that well, guys. So if your digestive tract is out of whack, your mental health will be too. And did you know that a little bit of exercise gets rid of depression just as well as antidepressants? So... If you've heard me before talking about accidentally starting walking so I could eat cookies and like relax without my family, I didn't know that that was actually helping my mental health. I just thought I could eat more cookies and not gain weight, which is probably a whole other conversation too. But what about the fact that your brain is tired or when your brain is tired, it's a lot more susceptible to being anxious? Or how about the connection to vitamin D and your mental health? All of those things are important. And as you start to take those little teeny steps towards feeling better, don't stop with praying. If your doctor has recommended medication, consider it. If you have past trauma or you need to work through some major life issues, call a therapist. And of course, if you want to start moving forward and creating new thoughts and new habits and learning about how your body feels, schedule time to talk with me. Get on a consultation call. We can talk about how you're feeling and where you're stuck. We can talk about what you think the problem is, and then we can find the real problem. This is a really great phone call. It's powerful, and it's all about you and what it's like for you to feel anxious. You get to be understood, and you get to know before you ever get off the call that you are 100% capable of having the life that you want to live and that you deserve to live. It's not something just for some people. It's not just for special people. Everyone can feel far less anxious. So as you start to take those little steps towards feeling better, keep going. Because I believe that God gave you or the universe gave you or spirit gave you or your intuition has all of the tools and the people and the resources you need, including connecting to something greater than yourself because there are so many ways to feel better, my friend. So I just want you to think about this. What step will you take today that will lead you towards feeling a lot more calm, a lot more trust in yourself so that you start feeling confident because you have everything you need to get there. You can feel connected and safe and powerful. And I am cheering for you and I can help you. So... I will talk to you next week or on the phone. And until that time, take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the More Than Anxiety podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review so others can easily find this resource as well. And of course, if you're ready to feel more relaxed, have more energy, more confidence, and a lot more fun, go to megandevito.com forward slash work with me or just to the show notes to talk to me more about coaching. See you soon.